9970 JX. Good morning, Ben Davis, <laughs> Kelly K Show. Yes. Uh, hi there, Kelly. Hello. Uh, so in front of the National Geographic special called Titanic, uh, 25 years later, I said Titanic. Titanic yeah. No, Titanic. Titanic, yes. 25 years later. Uh, James Cameron is once again having to address the famous scene where Rose and Jack are in the water and she's on the door, on the door and he uh, ends up. Never let go. Sink, sinking into the ocean and uh, is gone forever. And people are like, listen, there was room on the door. So James Cameron now is settling this, apparently, and, and saying it wasn't actually a door. It's not a door? He says it was just a piece of wood from first class. And he even did a forensic examination um, but basically is saying it's it wasn't buoyant enough to hold both Jack and Rose on that piece of wood in order to save Jack. You're kidding. Wow, it's not me. It's James this Cameron. Is hilarious. Yeah. So uh, no word on the actual conclusion, but uh, they're going to address that in, again, the National Geographic special, Titanic 25 Years Later. Airing February 5th, but you mean to tell me there is no way Jack could have survived? Right. Come on now. Don't do us like that. No, and I need to at least see them try harder. <laughs> try to get him on the door. It's a door. Wait, who needs to try? Jack needs to try harder? Yes, Jack and Rose needed to try harder to get him on the door, and it's a door. I'm still calling it a door. Okay. Well, anyways, it's a piece of wood. That's all I said about that, James Cameron. Yeah, it's a piece of wood, according to uh, James Cameron. Whatever, it's a door! Yeah, and uh, Jack wouldn't have fit. It wouldn't have worked. He says, get over it. Mm. Oh, I know. it's just so, harsh. Yeah, it's it is. It's too soon. So, uh, it's I, too soon. I don't know. I'm kind of excited to see it, though. The 25th yeah. anniversary? I think that'll yeah. be cool. Aren't they? I think they're uh, playing it in theaters, too. So uh, oh, it, it'll yeah. be good. I, you know what? I, we just, I, my daughter loves that movie. Mm hmm. Just uh, showed it to her several months ago. And yeah. Yeah, I like. She's ate up by it. I know, for real. I, I like uh, uh, introducing your kids to some of those movies that you've grown up with or some of those classics. You they're know. iconic. Yep, for sure. Feel good story, Kelly K. Okay, so this is like 15 seconds of pure joy. And it's the cutest little video. And if this doesn't make your day, you may not have a soul. A dad goes crazy after his baby says, Dada. Day, Dada. Mama! You did it, dude! You did it! That's cute. <laughs> I mean, seeing the video too, he's just so excited. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think every new parent kind of goes through the whole, okay, is it going to say mama or dada first? It's kind of a little competition, and dada clearly wins. <laughs> it's so fantastic. It's on the website. You can see it, WDJX.com. Finally, like Jeremy Renner is going home uh, after that crazy accident over the holiday where a snowplow um, ran him over. So 
Yeah, he is home. And it, although his recovery, they said, is going to take like years to fully heal. Like they, they were, the extent of his injuries were way worse than what most people thought. Like his chest kind of had to be reconstructed because it was just crushed. My my father-in-law saw something and, and I couldn't find whether or not where he found it. But he seemed to think that he was going to have to have his leg amputated. I oh, had really. Yeah, I did not read that. Uh, neither had I. So I, I. But but I was like, man, if, if that's the case, that's that's wild. And I I think it's I think it's crazy that um, Netflix or or one of those like streaming services is currently promoting a Jeremy Renner show. He was. That's what he he shared the mayor of Kingstown Twitter post and saying, you know, outside of my brain fog in recovery at home, glad mm-hmm. I was able to watch episode two hundred one. Season two just started streaming uh, a couple days ago. There, okay, that's the reason. And yes. so, yeah, anyways. Um, yeah, so he's promoting the show, yeah. Well, glad that he is home. And uh, I, as as we said, it looks like it's going to be a long recovery for him. Uh, but, you know, at least, hey, at least he's alive, you know? Yeah, Mayor of Kingstown, by the way, a great show, very gritty. Mm-hmm. We saw season one. Okay, all right. Yeah, it's a good one. Kelly gives a thumbs up. Kiana is getting clowned. Here comes another Ben Davis phone tap on 99.7 DJX. Well, this is uh, from Cassie. She said, how about a phone tap for my sister Amy? Mm-hmm. She works in a pet shop, so I'm sure you can come up with something to prank her. What do you think? Yeah, so naturally, Robert Hassenpepper needs to call Amy to see if she can help him with his proposal. Welcome to your phone tap. Good morning, some pet supplies. This is Amy. Hi, Amy. Robert Hassenpepper, hoping you can help me out here. You got some cats there, right? Uh, yeah, we do have quite a few cats, yes. Uh, were you looking for something in particular? Well, this is a little out of the ordinary, but I'm hoping you can help me with a surprise from my girlfriend, see? Okay. Uh, you want to get her a cat? Oh, no. She's got cats already. She's, uh, she's a big cat fan. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I'd, I'd like to propose to her, and I'd like to do it in a very unique way. All right. That, that's great. Congratulations. <laughs> oh, well, she hasn't said yes yet, so... Uh, oh, of course. I, um, so how can I help? That sounds like fun. Well, first of all, you need to know that my girlfriend really loves cats. Okay. I mean, she's obsessed with cats. Got a couple of her own, takes pictures of her cats. Uh, she has T-shirts with cats, cat socks, cats on her pillows, you know. Yeah, I got you. She's a cat lover. Got it. <laughs> Right, right. So I want to incorporate cats into the proposal. Well, so I saw this post on Instagram where some guy took his girlfriend to a restaurant and they ordered pizza. And they had the restaurant spell out marry me in pepperoni on the pizza. Oh, that's cute. Right. So my idea is that I bring her over to your store for a visit. And Mm -hmm. just at the right moment, you can spell out, will you marry me in cats? (laughs) <laughs> see, each cat is a letter. Get it? So, like, pictures of cats spelling out the words? Or? No, no, not pictures. Actual cats. <laughs> um, sorry, do, do you know what you're asking? Well, sh- sure. So I did some figuring. With one cat per letter, will you marry me? We'll take about 15 cats, including oh one gosh. for the question mark. Um. Okay. Let <laughs> me... Let me get this straight. You want me to pose 
15 cats with their bodies to spell that out. Well, yeah. Uh, I, I don't see what the problem would be. Is it the question mark? Is it too hard to get a cat to make a question mark? Because, well, I mean, we could skip the question mark. I mean, she'll figure the rest out. No. No. That, no. <laughs> I'm sorry, but no. Is it too many cats? Can't do that. I mean, instead of will you marry me, I guess I guess we could just do marry me. I mean, that's only uh, uh se- seven cats. Seven. Is, is that right? Listen, I don't know where you got this idea, but you cannot spell out letters with live animals. You just can't do that. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. I get it. I see what's going on here. I understand, Amy. You're not a romantic, are you? You you don't want to help with my proposal. No, it's not me. Nobody is going to be able to do this. Cats do what cats do. You really thought I could just get 15 cats to, like, curl their bodies into letters for your proposal? That's insane. Well, I was hoping you could. I'm, I'm sorry, but that's just outrageous. Can't do that. I'm sorry. <sighs> All right, I get it. No cats. I guess the other thing she loves is the Ben Davis and Kelly K show. I mean, she listens to them every morning. Maybe I could get them to do, like, a special shout-out or something on the radio. Mm, sure. I don't know. Like, maybe. Yeah, that sounds way more doable. You've heard them before, right? They're always doing fun things like those phone taps. You know, when they call, mess with people on the radio. Wait. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. You're... Hi, Amy. It's Ben and Kelly. <laughs> it's 9970 DJX. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? Really? Yes. Really. Oh, my gosh. I cannot believe I sit on the phone this long with someone who just wanted to post freaking cats. Oh, That's my gosh. Impressive. Wow. Wow. You got me. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that is impressive. And just for the record, no cats were harmed in the making of this phone. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. Steady the bar. Kelly, what are these? Examples of what not to do are mm. situations we hope you don't find yourself in. Yeah, for sure. So police department, they're dealing with criminal activity inside their own station and apparently one of their own. So if you can manage to make it through the day without stealing property at your own place of employment when you're at a police station, you're doing okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> so um, there was an officer at the Wyandotte Police Department accused of stealing from another cop. Oh, no. I mean, they should know better above everybody else, right? You'd think. You'd think. So this officer stole Officer Barwig's lunch. Oh, dang. And BT Dubs probably worth mentioning that uh, the officer in question is a police dog. <laughs> Officer Ice. Officer Ice? In a post they made on on Facebook, the department said stealing is not only a crime, but it is morally wrong, too. As a police officer, you're required to take an oath, including a promise to protect person's property. Oh, yeah, including lunch. I mean, what's Barwig going to eat? Yeah. um, He was, uh, apparently, the incident happened when Officer Barwig was called out of the break room, had to leave his half-eaten lunch on the table, and when he returned, it was gone, and he witnessed Officer Ice, the dog, licking his chops. To be fair, though, Officer Ice probably is like, well, we can't let that go to waste. He's gone. He must be done. I'm going to go ahead and enjoy that for him. No word on what 
kind of disciplinary action the dog may be facing. Ah, oh, dang. <laughs> I feel like there could be some different rules, though, for uh, police dogs. Well, maybe. So far, people we'll show them some grace. People on the Facebook post are pointing out that the evidence sounds very circumstantial. Yes, and it that does. No proof. A hundred percent. I mean, licking the chops doesn't mean anything. Nope. Nope, doesn't. So, anyways. I mean, is, is there surveillance video? Right. Talk to me when they got video. Right. Yeah. So, again, stealing bad. Stealing when you're in a police department. Yeah. Worse. Because yeah. you know better. Uh, but if you can, you're a dog. <laughs> that's right. If you can manage to make it through the day <laughs> without uh, stealing property at your own place of employment when you're at a police station, you're doing all right. The mugshot is fantastic, though, of they, Officer Ice. They, he just looks like a good boy. He's, he is the best. He's smiling. He's like, oh, listen, wouldn't me? Still, 12, 12 <laughs> out of ten, I'd still feed him. So absolutely. All right, there you go. We'll uh, tweet the story out at Ben and Kelly Show. That is setting the bar. Connections coming up here just after seven. Sometimes you are not in the right place or situation to get a name or number when you come across someone who really strikes your fancy. Yeah, I mean, that could be your soulmate. How else are you supposed to spend forever together? Well, you write a little ditty on Misconnections. We find it and bring it to life. When you strike out in real life, you can always try Craigslist Missed Connections. I'll go first. Man for woman titled Little Man Caught in My Zipper. Oh, no. Oh, wow. Ow. I had just gone into the restroom at the bar to take a leak. <laughs> this is a romantic setting already. <laughs> <laughs> but the way you pounded and pounded and pounded on the door screaming, Ow! I have to go! Out! For the love of God, come out! <laughs> okay. It's coming out, please! Oh, gosh! All right, so women's restroom, all full. We are desperate to get into the men's room? Is that what's happening? Looks like it. It got me so worked up that I got flustered. Uh-oh. Then, because your kicking started splintering the <gasps> door of the stall... Oh, wow! I quickly yanked up my zipper and caught my little man up in the process. Ooh. Oh, dang. I'm sorry again for the screaming. <laughs> As you pushed me down and sat down with the door hanging off its hinges. Oh, wow. That was an emergency. But the look of sheer horror and embarrassment we both shared in front of each other in that cramped <laughs> stall somehow did it for me. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, once the shock wore off, you realized she's cute. Then 30 seconds later, you ran out the back door, climbed over the fence, and out of my life. Climbed over a fence? Wow. You have captured my heart. I bet. Little man is healed up, and That's I'd great. like an opportunity for a proper introduction. Oh my God. I hope your tummy is feeling better. <laughs> Please describe what I was wearing so I know it's you. I don't think she noticed. <laughs> I really don't. Something tells me she didn't notice. <laughs> I really hope for these two, though. Oh, no. She's <laughs> never responding to that, ever. It's... This uh sounds a little aggressive too. It's a woman for man. Mm -hmm. I'd give you more than blood. Oh. Okay. Here we go. You had a dad bod, brown hair, scruffy face, with a devil maybe do it look. <laughs> you were wearing jeans 
and your my other ride is your mom t-shirt. <laughs> what? <laughs> my other ride. <laughs> what a what a gentleman. <laughs> okay. Pull yourself together. It told me you had a great sense of humor. <laughs> Oh, you were sitting in the donor waiting area at the Red Cross, looking relaxed and cute as all get out. Oh, I'm short and sassy, got red hair, was sitting in the recovery area, barfing and dizzy while eating oatmeal raisin cookies. Oh, no. (laughs) It did not go well. No. You looked a little surprised. Or were you concerned when I took the trash can away from my face? Oh, and tried to seductively wipe my mouth with my hand and wink. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I mean, even in her worst moment, she realized there was an opportunity. For right? sure. Did it work? <laughs> it seemed like we made some nice eye contact. I don't know if you could tell what I was mouthing to you, but I silently said, I can give you more than blood. What? You did look kind of confused to apologize if I offended you, but I was a little out of my mind after just giving blood. Uh. On top of being dizzy, I don't know if you could tell, but I'm a bit shy, so I left <laughs> without saying a word to you. She's opposite oh, no. You might be my type. Not blood type. Man type. Oh. Tell me the hand gesture I was making so I know it was you. <laughs> <laughs> no word. What? What? <laughs> Wow! Okay. I mean, at the core of this one, that's a life-saving thing they were doing. They are great. mutually giving yes. blood. She wasn't dealing well with giving the blood. Mm-hmm. Well, Bless her heart, though. Yep. Whether you, uh, you know, had a moment in the restroom at a bar. <laughs> or you saw a guy wearing a t-shirt that said, my other ride is your mom. and. <laughs> <laughs> While you're giving blood and sparks flew. I'm looking that up on Amazon. That's got to be on Amazon, right? <laughs> it can only be Craigslist Missed Connection. Wow. On 99.7 DJX. So Julia found her grandmother's fashion 1940s, thought they were so beautiful. Mm-hmm. She decided to create them herself. And I'm saying that she taught herself how to sew by watching YouTube videos. Took her about two months to make one gold ball gown, but it is gorgeous. And she's sharing her creations and the reveal to grandma on TikTok. And it's getting lots of attention. I knew she had gone to fashion school in her late teens, early 40s, early 50s. I knew she had dropped out, but that was really the extent of what I knew. I didn't know any other information. When she saw her grandmother's designs, she was floored. She showed me them. I thought they were gorgeous. I never expected to see any of them in real life. She taught herself how to sew. In the sixth grade, I made an alphabet letter pillow in home ec. But except for that brief stint of alphabet pillow making, I have no professional training. <laughs> I am self-taught off YouTube videos. And it feels so nice to see something that I, I drew so many, many years ago. I mean, YouTube is the catch-all for everything now. Absolutely. 
And I mean, she's even had people wanting to buy them, but she says, you know, I'm not a professional. I don't feel comfortable selling them. But yeah. man, it looks like she is nailing it. They fit her perfectly. They're gorgeous designs. And it's just really cool because grandma had kind of just always said, well, you know, after I pass, it'd be nice if maybe you sent them to a magazine or they ended up in a museum displayed somewhere or just displayed at her funeral. And Julie was like, no, why wait? These are gorgeous. You need to see them in real life. That's cool. It's so awesome. See the video. It's on our website, WDJX.com. When you need advice, come to Ben and Kelly. It's group therapy on 99.7 DJX. Jennifer sent us a message. Hey, Ben and Kelly. Been dating my boyfriend for over three years. He's 31. Mm -hmm. We hit it off almost immediately and have been exclusive since the beginning. Mm -hmm. He's kind, considerate, loving, very funny. We have the best time together. We get along with each other's friends, all that. Mm -hmm. We've talked about the future, and he always makes it seem like he sees us together. All of this sounds fabulous. Yep. But I have no engagement ring, and he's never made me feel like there will be. I'm kind of tired of waiting for him to make a commitment. Neither one of us has been married before. And I feel like if this hasn't happened yet... It's never going to happen. Mm. And I'm ready to lay down an ultimatum. Like, if I don't get a ring this Valentine's Day, we're over. What do you think? <laughs> do you think that's going to work? <laughs> do ultimatums ever work? <laughs> what do you think? Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. well, I mean, Jennifer, look, uh, I don't think ultimatums work. Or if they do, it's temporary. Yeah, I and I think especially when you put a time stamp on it, like Valentine's Day, yeah. I'm not sure if that's going to be the best way to go about it. But if you just, I think, bring up the conversation, just say, hey, um, where do you see us five years down the line? And, just, you know, open the conversation because I don't know if it doesn't sound like she's ever actually directly confronted him about it it doesn't it sounds like one of those things in her mind and this is probably something that she has been thinking about since she was little where of course it's like i'm gonna date a guy and you know and after you know two or three years we're gonna know and get engaged and then you know at three years or four years we're gonna be married like she probably has this in her brain and has been thinking about it for a long time but you know what? Like, she hasn't said anything to anyone. And exactly. Well, but I a thousand percent understand where she's coming from because she wants him to come up with that idea right. on his own. Right. Because then it will, you know, let her know that she didn't plant that idea mm-hmm. in his head, that, that he wants that as much as she does. How does she go about, I guess, plan- letting him know without letting him know? Does yeah, that make well, sense? Mike for that says it's 2023. Um, why can't she propose to him? Uh, I mean, that's that's true. Yeah, but I think you know there's still that tradition. A lot of women we want to be proposed to. Okay. It's you know kind of the fairy tale romance. I sure it's stereotypical. I loved the way that I was proposed to, and yeah. I think every girl kind of wants that story. Yeah, Becky kind of piggybacks on what Mike said. Why does he have to be the one to propose? If she wants to get married, she should think about proposing to him. I did, and it meant more to him because he got to show off the ring. We're getting, really? We're getting married this fall. Wow. Well, okay. That's kind of, hey, that's kind of cool, you know? 
Yeah. I, yeah. Or maybe I, she goes I and picks know. out her own engagement ring and oh she's like, gosh. look what I bought. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Isn't this ring pretty? It would be really pretty in a church. <laughs> All right. 502-571-9970 is our number. It's group therapy. If you've got a comment on this or if this is something that you've actually done where you kind of like prodded your boyfriend he proposed and you're you're good or or whatever happened after that maybe that experience from your life could help in this situation how could you gently nudge him to get on the same page timeline wise as you yeah or if you've got a huge warning that's like no this is what happened to me don't 502-571-9970 right in the middle of group therapy where you know what jennifer she's been dating her boyfriend for about three years thinks he's amazing all that they've talked about the future he always seems like they're going to be together in the future but no engagement ring so she's thinking of giving in him until valentine's day to propose or she's out elise is like um no offense that's literally a horrible idea just talk to him about it <laughs> there's no way to go about it without letting him know just to be honest but the whole like deadline not good hey shelby she needs to communicate. So many couples do not talk to each other. And I was in a simpler situation years ago. Mm-hmm. I was with a guy for going on four years. Mm-hmm. And we never talked. And he, you know, when I brought it up, you know, you just have to check in occasionally with your partner. And if you ever are questioning, you know, how they feel about you or what's the next step, you just have to be able to communicate. And I don't know if maybe she, so she can't communicate with him or feels like she doesn't know how to address it. But she should just bring it up. Just, you know, ask him, where do you, where do you see us in five years, you know, and just explain where her head's at. You know, women, we tend to get in our own head and we tend to overthink, we no. overanalyze, and you just have to clear the air. And, you know, she may feel like, and I've been, like I said, in that situation before where I was in a relationship and, like, also, if he wanted to, he would, you know. Um, I don't know if she said their ages, but... I was 28, and I was like, oh, my gosh, he's, I, I'm never going to find anybody else. Right. And after that, that relationship ended, I met my husband, like, two months later. Mm. And within a oh, year, wow. we were engaged. So I'm just saying, you just have to communicate. So many couples don't talk to each other, don't communicate, and they just make assumptions, and then it turns into this whole big thing. So if she just honestly talks with him, I think she'll get her answer. Guys can get really comfortable. Guys can yeah. get comfortable and they oh, don't feel yeah. like they need to, you know, bring that Absolutely. up. Absolutely. Right. So she's probably thinking, oh, she's not saying anything. So she's fine with where we're at. Right. Sometimes you just have to kind of, like I said, just bring it up. And if she's afraid her feelings are going to get hurt, then she just needs to prepare for that. Yeah. And, you know, go from there. I was going to say that's, that could be a tough conversation to have. Shelby, thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a good one. Hey, June. Hey. So... Back whenever I met my husband, um, he was like, we are, he's like, I'm never getting married again. It's not happening. I was like, okay, bet. That's fine. So I proposed <laughs> to him like five years ago. <laughs> like, okay, you think you're not getting married again, but I know we're getting married. Right. So I was like, um, so I proposed to him. I took him down to play and like we had a big old night with him and his friends and I surprised him on the stage and we proposed on the stage. Oh, wow. So so maybe you're saying, June, maybe Jennifer's boyfriend just doesn't know what's good for him yet. I don't know. You remember that old saying, is the juice worth the squeeze? Well, if it's worth it, then you better squeeze it and go put that ring on it. All right. June, thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, bye Hey, Andrew, the love doctor. Good morning, guys. Hey, so what's your take on this? 
Well, um, what Shelby said, I mean, damn, yeah, she's got it all right, basically. She's got to have a communication. Uh, there's a communication issue with him. Just have a conversation with him. Three years in, your communication skills should be spot on with him. And and, and, Ke- and Kelly, and you're going to hate it, Ben, Kelly's kind of right. Men get comfortable, <laughs> and, we, and we think things, yeah, we just think things are like, things are great, so why should we bring it up? Right. He's thought about it, I'm sure. But he's comfortable the way things are going. If they're great, don't rock the boat, right? Yes. All she has to do is all she has to do is talk to him, and then plant the bug in his ear. You know, don't go about it in a roundabout way. Just communicate straightforward what her desires are, and Especially he should be able to do the involved. same to her. If she wants kids someday, they need to talk absolutely. About and at three years in, you should have been talking about that probably. I'm gonna say probably six months to a year ago. Yeah. Um, if you're really serious with each other, yeah. again. Shelby's right. People do not communicate. It's right. easy, guys. People make it hard. Relationships are easy. I uh-huh. promise you. Andrew, the love doctor, thank you so much. Keep on loving, guys. All right. And then, Greg, you said an ultimatum actually worked on you. It, it did. I was given an really? ultimatum of Valentine's Day after dating for about seven years. <laughs> and it was a tremendous scramble. But I knew she was the one, so I had to go buy a ring. I had to go talk to her dad. And this is all during uh, finals in college. So, Greg, this oh, wow, this hit a little close to you, didn't it? It did. Did you feel attacked? I felt like uh, <laughs> I really needed a call this morning. Well, I'm glad you did. Seven years, I get it. But you were still in college? Still in college. We were... Uh, Still had two years of college left, so I oh, felt wow. like, man, what a terrible time! <laughs> and it was a, it was a scramble. Yeah, but you know, if if you know they're the one, then you've got to get happen. And I understand seven years is a long time, but yeah. guys do get comfortable. Yeah, all right. So it worked. I get for it, you. but you were also in college still, so there is something to be said about age too. Now, the situation here we're talking about, he's thirty-one, so they should be ready. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Mm. And sometimes all you need is that push. All right. So I, I'd say go for it. Give them an ultimatum. And what do you have to lose? All right. All right, Greg. 100%. Appreciate it, buddy. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right. See you, man. I love it, Greg. That's great. <laughs> I, okay. I Like, everybody is saying no ultimatum, no ultimatum. Then Greg rolls in and says, yep, I actually was given an ultimatum. For me. For Valentine's Day, and yep. we're we're still married. So made it happen. Julie said, though, no ultimatum. Tell him getting married is something you want to do. Ask him if he wants the same thing. Mm. If he says yes, then you can ask him if he sees you as that person. Asking those hard questions will get you the answers. You have to be ready for it, though. Okay. If he says no all around, then you need to stop wasting your time on him. He's just a placeholder, not the real one. All right. Well, there's a lot to chew on there, Jennifer, and hopefully you got some good. I guess, guidance. Yeah, Lisa does roll in, though, with one other sage piece of advice. Don't get engaged or married on a holiday. If it doesn't work out, you've ruined a perfectly good day. (laughs) Uh, This is true. (laughs) That's a good point. This is true. All right, Jennifer, thank you. Keep us posted. Good luck. I would say the majority of us are saying... Mm, maybe an ultimatum is not the way to go, but... No, but start the conversation. You do need to know if he sees you as his future, as you feel like he does. You just got to make sure that you talk about it, lay it all out, and that you're on the same page. There you go. Look, meltdowns. So tell us what they're crying over. Yeah, I was going to say, we just want another reason. All right. Uh, We'll get into that. Now, Kelly, you actually saw this on Facebook, right? It was um, inspired by a friend who kind of posted about, you know... 
when you cut the grilled cheese the wrong way and the toddler has a meltdown because, you know, that totally changes the way the sandwich tastes, (laughs) Tastes. right? Right, for sure. So, and then I just kind of thought, all right, so, you know, there have been many, many, many situations where parents have shared stories like this. So I kind of Googled it and found many articles that shared some fantastic social media posts from parents. Number one. Life is so tough when you can't p- pick the book you want because you're sitting on it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this little kid like, crying, sitting on top of the book. Yeah. You can't figure out, why can't I pick this up? Right, exactly. <laughs> or she wanted ravioli for dinner. I made ravioli for dinner. She didn't want ravioli for dinner. You know what? Taste change. <laughs> exactly. Like, Listen, that was 15 minutes ago. Uh, that's funny. Um, he wants to get on the bus. The bus on TV. Yeah, can't do that, buddy. (laughs) Right, yeah. Oh, gosh, you can just see the agony in this little girl's face. She just realized Darth Vader is the bad guy. Oh, no. And she's holding a Darth Vader-like stuffed pillow doll. You can just say misunderstood. (laughs) Right. (laughs) He's just misunderstood. Uh, Another reason. I didn't allow her to touch our dog's poop. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Reason. The toddler threw a temper tantrum. Oh, gosh. This one, oh, this is aggressive as well. I flushed my poop before he could see it. Oh, no. We just wanted to check it out, make sure you were all right, Mom. (laughs) Why are you not sharing? Why are you not sharing? I got a text from Aubrey. My daughter got mad because I told her to put pants on. (laughs) At the same time, my oldest got mad because I asked her to poop on the potty Instead of the dog's dish. Ooh. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> to be fair, sometimes they look the same. Oh. oh, the poor dog. Got another one from Mindy. My toddler had a complete meltdown. Lost her absolute brain because her banana broke in half. <laughs> Nothing made the situation better until she had a new banana. <laughs> oh, my God. That banana's broken. That is broken. <laughs> Don't come at me with that banana. That is broken. Oh. My gosh, that is funny. This is so fantastic. Uh, got a, Miranda said, my toddler has regular ta- tantrums because I won't let her dig through the garbage can. <laughs> 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 oh, these are so like, yes, of course. Right. Oh, my gosh. So I got a text from Rhonda. Uh, my grandson threw a fit one time because he went a different direction to his dad's house. He said we were going the wrong way, that we had to turn right to go to his dad's. He cried and screamed all the way until we got there. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, it's not the right way, Grandma. (laughs) I got a message from Jacqueline who said, well, my daughter was three. She had a meltdown because I gave our dog a carrot that apparently she wanted to give him. I didn't know, nor did I announce I was giving him a carrot. She just saw him eating it and had a major meltdown. Another text, my son had a complete meltdown. Because we had to wake up on Christmas morning to open the present Santa had brought? Listen. Is this the one child that didn't want to do that? This is the reason we play little kid drunk adult. A thousand percent. Toddlers are absolute wild. They are feral and they... they Feral. That is a one perfect adjective for toddlers, I think. They're just feral. Yeah, right. You just never know what you're going to get any given moment. That is too funny. (laughs) If you've got uh, one you'd like to text in, a reason, a hilarious reason your toddler threw a temper tantrum, 502-571-9970. Reasons 
your toddler through a tantrum. <laughs> we need to. There's so many good ones coming in on the text line. One from Amy. She said, my toddler wanted two fries. My friend decided to take the original fry out of his hand and tore it in half. Gave it back. Meltdown. Mm. Just couldn't see the genius compromise <laughs> going on right there. <laughs> uh, Jackie said, uh, stepson threw a fit because he wanted spaghetti and sauce, and we were out of spaghetti, so I made it with macaroni. Yeah. It's completely Listen, different. It is. Different taste. They're completely different. different pasta products. Absolutely. Katie said, speaking of kids being feral, we have our kids nicknamed Chaos and Havoc. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, <my> <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's so many. Um, we got another one. Oh, gosh. Katie said, I have twin nieces who are now eight. But when they were in the potty training stage, one of my nieces insisted on pooping like the dogs poop in the yard. So for about a month, the only way she'd poop was in the backyard with the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so then I'm glad to report that she now poops like people do on the potty. That's that's great. That's great progress. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. Pam said uh, when uh, my daughter was three. Uh, she had a meltdown on the way home when we convinced her to release out the window the stink bug she had named Norman. <laughs> Cried the whole way home. Listen, I understand. You make friends. You listen. She found a new pet. That's right. I just don't understand why he can't live with us forever <laughs> and forever. All right. That's good stuff. Uh, you can always DM us at Ben and Kelly Show, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, we'll toss it out to our listeners, see what we can do for you. So we got this one. Hey, guys, was curious to know if anybody had a weirder first date than me and my girlfriend. Okay. We'd known each other for years, but hadn't seen each other in recent years. We were casual friends on Facebook. Last sa summer, sadly, a mutual friend died unexpectedly, and she came to town from New York for the funeral. Mm. We really hit it off and started to see each other. First long distance, and now she's moved back. Our old friend's funeral turned out to be our first date. Oh. Anyone had a weirder first date than that? Well, okay. I mean, okay. Yeah, I, I, can, I can see why you would call that maybe your first date. At right, least in hindsight, it wasn't like you had planned it to be like that at the funeral. Yeah, it wasn't sure. like you said... Hey, uh, why don't you and I dress up, go to a funeral, and then maybe we'll get some dinner afterwards? Yeah, exactly. You know, it didn't it really happen like that. It wasn't like that. That ended up tracing the origins of your relationship. That was where it turned. Yeah, I, I mean, I I don't have a weird first date. I, I I don't think it it was weird. It was pretty normal, right? It was. Um, I remember we grabbed a six pack of beer and went down by the river. Six pack of beer. Down by the river. Yeah, I think that was probably our first, like, official date. Even though we were just, quote, friends. Right. And we weren't doing anything romantic or anything at that point. But that's maybe when the feelings started to change? Probably. We were just feeling each other out, seeing if stuff was there. And, you know, each of us tipping back about three beers, you know. That'll nice. Help. <laughs> feelings can change a lot with that. <laughs> that, that, that can help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't know if you can top his first date at a funeral, but feel free to text us, 502-571-9970. No, that's, uh, that that's is pretty a, unusual. You could see through your sorrow to be like, oh, you cute. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's unique, and that's a story that you'll, you guys will always have, so that's good. I like unique stories. That's good. 
I don't know what it is about funerals that are getting people together. We got another text message here on 997DJX uh, from Abby who said, listen, it, not really my story, but my ex and a friend of ours ended up getting together as a result of my cousin's funeral. Oh, wow. <laughs> what, is, what is it about funerals? Um, and maybe it's just that shared traumatic experience that maybe brings people together. You're but, vulnerable. Yeah. 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 So. You're really feeling some raw feelings. And yeah, yeah I, I get think it. You're, you're open to that. Maybe uh, you could be like this text. We just got mine and my husband's first date was at a speedway, the gas station. I pulled in to get gas. He was sitting waiting for a run. He's a tow truck operator. He let me know one of my tires looked extremely low on air and offered to air it up for me. That night, we exchanged numbers and became inseparable. Hey, you can even find love at the gas station. That is a good story. Love bloomed at the Speedway. A little bit ago, we were talking about real weird, awkward first dates, right? I want to share a message we got from Kristen who said, many years ago, I met this guy one night. Went back to his place to hang out. His place ended up being a one-bedroom apartment above a funeral home. Oh, wow. We had to enter through the funeral home Mm -hmm. to walk upstairs to his home. We then toured the funeral home. He showed me the room where he embalms the bodies. Oh, he worked there. Okay. There were three bodies on tables in that room. Oh, my gosh. I didn't get freaked out or anything. I did find it interesting, LOL. He walked through the steps of the embalming. Uh, glad I wasn't the fourth that night. Wow. <laughs> and, and yes, he was a funeral director. Wowie, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> I mean, funeral directors need love, too. But wow. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They do. Showing off the work is, you know, early on, it's aggressive. I remember I had a friend who went out with a guy and she walked into his place for the very first time and he was, what do you call it when you stuff dead animals? A taxidermist? Yeah, he was a taxidermist. Oh, wow. And so he had taxidermied animals all over the inside of his house. That is unexpected. Most people do not have that in their house. Right, right. And she was like, where am I? What is happening? Yeah, I know, right? Right, Oh, it's exactly. my work. Oh, yeah, that's, that's what I do. I do this. This is, this is one of my favorites right here. Look at this. Look at his beady eyes. Look at his beady eyes. <laughs> I named him George. <laughs> I named him George. I feel like you have to name them right. Uh, I, okay, anybody who's a taxidermist or has been in taxidermy do you name your work do you i feel get, like you would do you, you give them names or does that or does that humanize it too much or does that put too much emotion into it well i mean they look like they're alive still i mean right? i i think you're doing it for art purposes so you'd have to like pour your heart into making these animals like they were when they were alive right so exactly capturing the personality yeah the personality the beady little eyes making sure that they're they, they feel loved again so maybe you do name them i would name them if my next career is taxidermy i'm naming them i'll go yeah. on record and say that okay <laughs> all right that's good to know I don't think I have the skill set for it, though. But just in case yeah. I find myself <laughs> in my next chapter in life doing that, Do it. I'm naming them. Okay. All right. So, so you've, All na- of them. you've narrowed down the next chapter, and taxidermy's yes. on that list? In my taxidermy studio. <laughs> okay. Yep. They're all going to have names. It's going to transform the radio studio to a taxidermy studio. <laughs> all right. <laughs>
Uh, so maybe you've seen these videos going around on TikTok. They're kind of um, gaining some steam and some momentum, kind of going viral. But it's husband calling. This and is bizarre. Yeah, and a lot of people are like, hang on. Is this real? And the answer to that is yes. And you have to thank the Iowa State Fair for that. The husband calling <laughs> contest. Yeah, and so I guess every year these women get up on stage, go up to a microphone, and demonstrate their unique way of summoning their husbands. Bob, 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 hurry up. I don't want to be late. Robert Dean! Robert Dean! <laughs> when the, Robert Dean! When the middle name comes out, man. Oh, you know what? She's serious. She's calling him one like like a dog. <laughs> and she's like singing. She's making a song out of it. Yeah, yeah. Irving! Oh my god. Irving! Are we ringing a bell too? Oh wow. She's got some hang time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I need to try this at the house. I'll even like rope in my kids like my This is, this is, so if you've seen husband calling on TikTok, it's real. Daryl! <laughs> Daryl! Daryl, dinner's ready! Daryl, dinner's ready. Daryl! Oh my God. Daryl, Daryl, Bobero, Banana, Daryl. She wins. She gets all the votes. Oh, that is funny. That is funny. No, it's a thing. And they do. They rank them. Like, uh, they give them placement, placements, too. Roy? <laughs> Roy? Roy! <laughs> She's kind of warming up on that one. Yeah, I literally don't hear you the first time. Right? You get yourself in here right now! Oh, oh wow. If, if my name's Roy, I am listening. <laughs> Come on! You know you're going to be late again. Roy? <laughs> Roy, 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 Roy! <laughs> That was a winner right there. This has an aspect of mom, meatloaf. <laughs> yeah. So a again, little bit. yeah. If you're seeing these videos of the husband calling one around TikTok, uh, it's it's a real thing. Listen, if it's if there's prizes, I'm joining in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. I'll make one today and upload it if I can get some prizes. All right, that's good. That's good. Yeah, and we'll tweet out the video. You can see it too at Ben and Kelly Show. All right, Kelly, setting the bar stories are what? Examples of what not to do or situations we hope you don't find yourself in today. That's right. Look, a little common courtesy at the drive-thru. Never hurt anybody, right? Sure. No matter how rushed you think you are, your time isn't any more valuable than anyone else's, right? Uh Uh-huh. So if you can manage to make it through the day without honking at the person (laughs) in the drive-thru when this lady is in front of you, then you're doing okay. Oh, boy. Oh, is that your new honking now? I kind of like that. <laughs> I don't know. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Works. Uh, so this woman shared a story on Facebook. Uh, she said she was in this long line, right, at the drive-thru, and this young lady behind her was honking incessantly oh, wow. because <laughs> she thought she was taking too long to place her order, right? Oh, dang. So. That's aggressive. She said to get her revenge, 
when the woman pulled up to the first window, she said, hey, you know what? I'm going to pay for my order, and then I'm going to pay for the ladies behind me. All oh, right. well, that's nice. And so... Trying to pay it forward. Maybe you know, calm her down a little bit. Yeah. Make her feel real bad about the way she was acting. Yeah, and then, you know, pulled up to the second window. But then when the lady behind her found out, she waved and now, thank you. Oh, great. But then when so that... So she smoothed it over. Yeah, but then when that lady pulled up to the second window, she showed both receipts, took... The impatient lady's food, too, forcing her to go back through the line again. Oh, wow. So not only did she pay for her food, but she, she took, took it. it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's savage. A little common courtesy, a little patience at the drive through. Oh, that that's great. Now, the post did go viral. She did claim that, oh, it's just a story. and I, But no one knows if she's just saying that now, that it's kind of blown up, or if she really did it. So, Wow. Anyways. Okay, so just goes to show, listen, let's be a little patient, okay? Yep. Yes, we hope that everybody in front of you at the drive-thru is going to know their order, have it ready to go, and that the people working there are going to be speedy and everything's going to be correct. But sometimes it doesn't go like that. Yeah, but you don't need to lay on your horn. No. If you're getting impatient at the person in front of you, all right? Let's just all have a little common courtesy and everything will be fine. So if you can manage to make it through the day without honking at the person in the drive-thru when this lady is in front of you, then you're doing okay. If only car horn sounded like that. (laughs) Right? That's setting the bar. (laughs) Earlier we were having fun with reasons your toddler threw a tantrum. These are so fantastic, and we've moved it to Facebook, so if you have one to add, you can put it there for all to enjoy. Yep, at Ben and Kelly's show, uh, because, you know, just sometimes their reasoning in their head is rational. But well, yes, but they, like, as you mentioned, they are feral. They're feral little humans, don't have a grasp on their emotions, or can communicate why they're upset. So they just cry. And I love the fact that every time a parent shares it on social media, they have a picture of the crying kid and then the story as to why they're crying. It's so great. Like Amber wrote, um, the cookies were all gone. Oh, yeah. He had eaten them. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, I'd probably cry about that, too, but you're the reason. Right. (laughs) Brittany said, my four-year-old had a tantrum because his favorite song was on in the car, and I turned it up and started to sing. Oh, well, that's a strong statement, Mom. Yeah, it's like, no. I do not. I need to hear this myself. I can't have it ruined by you. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, man. So Stephanie said when my son was a toddler, it was snowing out. He saw a garden figurine that was a frog. Mm -hmm. He started getting upset. I had to go rescue the fake frog from the snow. (laughs) (laughs) Pam said, um, uh, my toddler had a meltdown because I couldn't give her more fingers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is tough. You know, it would be handy yeah. if we just had a few more. Yeah. So anyways, you can you can uh, uh, peep the Facebook page at Ben and Kelly show. You can add yours. But uh, yeah, some fun conversations. And you wonder why we do little kid drunk adult. It's because the actions of a little kid of a toddler sometimes are just absolutely bonkers. And they're, they're acting like wackadoo. they're feral. And so are drunk yes. people. Yes. They're wackadoo, too. Uh-huh, for sure. All right, you miss anything from the show, you can always catch up. Podcast, WDJX.com. Click listen. What else, Kelly? 
Uh, you can get to the website, too, if you have not uh, checked out the videos from our Feel Goods. They're fantastic. Plus, uh, if you missed the live video of our misconnections, our Craigslist misconnections, you can see the video on the website as well, WDJX.com.